Rabbi say, this coming Shabbos Kodesh, we all are going to be Mekayim Mitzvah Daraisa. We're going to be very careful, the whole yeshiva, to come to the, to come to the base medrash. And we're going to hear the laning. We have a mitzvah daraisa that we're mekayim once a year. Zacher es asher asalcha amalech b'derech b'tzeischa mimitzrayim. We're going to come to shul and we're going to be mekayim the mitzvah daraisa of remembering what Amalek did to us. It's the, according to many, it's the only laning the whole year that's a chi of daraisa. And we're going to be Mekayim. We're going to come together and make sure all of us have an independent Chiyuv to hear Parsha Zacher. We have an obligation to a Yid puts on Tefillin. A Yid, yid we are Sitzis. A Yid's Mekayim Zacher Eisa Sharasal Chamalik. Remember what Amalik did to us on the way out of Mitzrayim. It's Kedai, it's three Psukim we're going to read. It's three psukim that we're going to read. Now, what's very fascinating is every mitzvah daraisa we do, the rabbanon were misake in a bracha on the mitzvah. Kola mitzvah is kulon, mivarech aleim over lasiyasan. Before we perform any mitzvah, the rabbanon were misake in a bracha on the mitzvah. That's how it works. Every mitzvah daraisa we do, before we do the mitzvah, it's not a daraisa, the bracha, the rabbanan will misake in a bracha on the mitzvah daraisa. So we perform, we perform a mitzvah daraisa and the rabbanan, we have a bracha on the mitzvah. Yes, what do you say? So it's very important, it's actually very important, the bracha on tefillin is before you tighten the knot. The bracha is supposed to be before you perform the mitzvah. That's why you make the bracha. There are people that are already winding and start making the bracha. That is wrong. You're supposed to put it on your arm before you tighten, you make the bracha. The shalreish, you put it loosely before you tighten, you make the bracha. Because every mitzvah, the bracha is ayvelasiyasan. The talus. Nitilas yadayim, the bracha is also on the negiva, the drying. That's why Benetios Yadayim, you first wash your hands. We don't want to make the bracha with hands that are tame, but you're supposed to make the bracha before you dry. You are absolutely not allowed to talk. When you make the bracha while you're drying your hands, you can't talk. I've seen people in the middle of washing like, you can't talk from once you wash till after you dry, you can't talk. The bracha al netilas yadayim's on the, on the washing, the rechitza, and the negiva, and the drying. You make it after you wash, before you dry. You make al netilas yadayim. But always the bracha on the mitzvah is before the performance of the mitzvah. What's fascinating is we're going to do a daraisa this Shabbos Kodesh of remembering what Amalek did to us. And the bracha on the mitzvah is actually the bracha on the Torah. Whoever gets the aliyah for Parsha Zachar is going to make Baruch Ato Hashem. Elokeinu melech oilam asher bracha banu mikolo amim. V'nasan lanu es Torah Baruch Ato Hashem noisena Torah. That bracha he makes on his aliyah is the bracha on the mitzvah remembering what Amalek did to us. And the guy who makes that bracha has in mind to be might see the tzibur on the birchas mitzvah 
of remember what Amalek did, and the Tzibur has in mind to be Yitzah. That's what it is. Now, the strange part is, why such a strange bracha? Why not make the bracha? Make the bracha in the format, the normal bracha. Very interesting bracha. The bracha remembering what Amalek did to us is the bracha. Hashem chose us from all the nations and gave us His Torah. Baruch Hashem, what a fascinating bracha. Why is that the bracha on the mitzvah of remember what Amalek did? Question one today. Question two, and I want to advise that everybody studies the three psukim. You are supposed to know these three psukim. Very important. You're supposed to know every word, what it means. You have a daraisa. You're going to listen to these three psukim. Shemea ka'ina. Get the translation. I'll try at some point that we do it yearly to read the three psukim and translate them fully for us. But in Pasuk number, in Pasuk number two, it says, Asher karcha baderech. They chanced upon us on the road. The word karcha was very important. They didn't chance upon us. They attacked us. Hashem used that word karcha because that's exactly what Amalek is. Amalek denies hashkachas Hashem. Let's get the sequence of events. What happens? Hashem clearly shows His existence and clearly shows His attachment to our people. With all the makos and with Kriyas Yamsuf, the entire world saw Hashem's existence and saw that Hashem chose us as His nation. And the world got the message. Tzokim that describe countries were in awe of us. A yid walked by and the whole world got frightened, got awed and dazzled by a yid. There's a point to this. Anybody can become a yid. When we say a yid is a chosen people, a guy can become a yid. He can be Megayer. There's exclusive. It's, it's a yid. Every guy could be an Eved Hashem. Every guy could get Olam Abba. Hashem specifically chose one people to specifically announce the possibility to be close to Hashem. He designed a world and the point of the world is to connect to Hashem. Fascinatingly, in the Aseris Adibris, when Hashem introduces Himself, Anoichi Hashem Aleichecha, Shalom Aleichem, I am Hashem, He says, I am your God who took you out of Egypt. Why didn't He say, I'm your God who made this whole thing? I created, it was so interesting. Shalom Aleichem, when Hashem said to us, Shalom Aleichem, Hi, I'm Hashem, I took you out of Egypt. Why do you introduce him? I'm Hashem, I crea- you created Egypt, you created the whole world. You're a lot more than took us out of Egypt. It's a very strange way of saying Shalom Aleichem, I am Hashem who took you out of Egypt. If your mother would one day like say, Hi, I'm Mom who gave you, who fed you supper when you were 14. Mom gave birth to us, Mom caused it all, she brought us here. Why would she say, I fed you supper when you were 14? <laughs> Let's rewind a lot more than that. And You created me. I'm only here because of you. Why does Hashem Shalom Aleichem? Anoichi Hashem Aleichecha. 
I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim. Whoa, whoa, way back. And the answer to that question is that Hashem says the purpose of creation is not just Hashem created a world and left. He created a world and it's possible to be close to Him, to have a relationship with Hashem, a close personal relationship. There's one people on earth who were chosen to announce to the world this possibility to connect to Hashem. It's a mamleches kaihanim, a nation of kaihanim. What the kayin is to the yid, the yid is to the rest of the world. What's the kayin to a yid? A very shallow person thinks a kayin's meant to serve in the Beis Amigdash. <laughs> he serves in the Beis Amigdash because of his deeper role. His deeper role is Yeru Mishpatech Yaakov. Teach us Tyra. Teach us that we could be close to Hashem. There's a Torah. There's Sivoy Hashem. There's Ratzon Hashem. There's the capacity to have mitzvahs. Mitzvahs means sav, means connection. One can be close to Hashem. A Kayin's job is to teach that to Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, or Mamleches Kayhanim, we teach that to the world. That Kirvus Hashem is One nation was designated to be a light onto the nation, that all the nations can understand closeness to Hashem Mishayich. They can remain Gentiles and keep being close to Hashem as a Gentile could and is supposed to, and merit Olam If they want to be part of those that teach everybody, they could also become a Yid and take on that role, most definitely. And there's a nation called Mamleches Kayhanim that we are fortunate to be part of. And in Yitzias Mitzrayim, Hashem said, I am your God who took you out of Egypt. Yitzias Mitzrayim was that time that Hashem showed his profound involvement, Tashkachas Hashem. He's involved in this world. He hears prayer. He deals with the specifics of our life. Yitzias Mitzrayim, the creation of the world was Hashem's the originator. Yitzias Mitzrayim showed very clearly that Hashem is profoundly involved. He knows, he sees, he watches, he hears prayer. That's Yitzias Mitzrayim. And he said, I am Hashem who didn't just create the world, but has a profound and deep involvement with the world. You can connect and relate to me. I'm here and part of things. That's Yitzias Mitzrayim. And the whole world witnessed this. Their fear of us was a, fe- was a fear of Hashem. They were aware of a people whose whole point is to make aware of connection to Hashem. And that was accomplished with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. There is one people called Amalek. Amalek does not like that there's such a thing called the Yid. Amalek's all about chance. Everything is just chance. That's what Amalek. Their essence is an essence of chance. Things just happen. You do what you... Amalek wants that for Efkeris. If there's no absolute, there are no absolute rules and we could do whatever we want. And that's what Amalek spreads to the world. They fight the Yid as a rebellion on God, as a rebellion on Ashkoch Hashem. That is the essence of Amalek's fight on the Yid. And Amalek attacked us not caring to lose. 
Amalek attacked this fact of closeness to Hashem, of Ashkachas Hashem, of the absolute and the absolute rules that he gives to us. Amalek attacks a Yid. That is their point, that Amalek attacks us. So Asher Karcha Baderech, they chance upon us on the road. They didn't chance upon us, they attacked us, but the attack was an attack of chance. Amalek says chance. If you do the gematria of Amalek, Amalek's the same gematria as Suffolk, as doubt. Amalek's whole point is to create doubt. Suffolk, I don't know, maybe possible. The opposite of Hashem's essence is Vadai, Havadai Shemai. Hashem's name is certainty. Kainti Lasai, so is his praise. Amalek's gematria Suffolk. They battle the Vadai, the certainty, the absolute. That's Amalek. And they attack Hashem's people, the ones whose mission is to live with this certainty. There's a Hashem, He has a Torah, there are rules, there's a way to get close to Him. And Amalek purposely attacks the Yid. Now you'll find it interesting, they, of all the mitzvahs, what mitzvah does Amalek go after? So it says, Vayizane Bicha, they attack our tails. Explains Chazal, attack our tail means brismila. Makazanov, they attacked brismila. It says they took the brismila the, and they threw it, they threw it to the heavens. You could take it literally if you so desire, and it's possible that was literal. But certainly what's being said here is they attacked the mitzvah brismila. They hate brismila. That's interesting. We have a whole Torah. What Amalek specifically attacks is bris milah. You'll find it interesting that Amalek's descendant Haman attacked what mitzvah? Bris milah. The Gemara Megillah tells us that he disallowed bris milah, Haman. They hate the mitzvah bris milah. In the song we sing, La Yehudim so Sasain is Mila. To the Jews, there was Sasain, there was Bris Mila. Like it says, So it says, to the Jews, there was Bris Mila. What's the Mashmais? Haman tried to take away Bris Mila. He denied Taira. Sasain is Mila. Yikaris Tfilin, because he tried to take away Shabbos and Yantav. He had specific targets. One of Haman's four targets that he tried to take away is Sasain, his Brismila. We celebrate to the Yehudim that was Sasain. We got Brismila, but he was Geyser. He said death to us all, but it wasn't for 12 months. During those 12 months, he outlawed Brismila. He hates Brismila. So you have Haman hates Brismila. And you have Amalek Vayizane, they attack the tail, Brismila. They despise Brismila. What is this about Brismila that they despise? The Gemara says as follows David Amalekh was taking a bath. And he said, Hey, I'm sad, I have no mitzvah. And then he remembered Brismila and he was happy. Very cryptic Gemara. He forgot about a <laughs> Gemara is deep and saying things. And of course, David HaMelech was thinking to himself, we have moments of closeness to Hashem. That's called a mitzvah. We have moments of attachments. Hey, but there are times I have no bris. I have no mitzvahs. When you're in the, when you're being reichetz, you're not allowed to learn Torah. So I can't even perform a mitzvah. David HaMelech would learn 
round the clock was a masmid nifla. He was always Isaac in a mitzvah. But he said, good, I can have an action of a mitzvah, but then I have, what happens to that second? I don't have an action. Hey, there's a moment I don't have an action of a mitzvah. And then he remembered bris milah. The bris milah says that the yid's body is kadosh. The bris is that mitzvah on our body. Al brischa, we thank in benching, specifically for bris milah, shechasamta bib sarenu. Our very bodies have a mitzvah on them. There's something deep about this mitzvah. This mitzvah announces that my physical existence can be one of closeness to Hashem. It's not just I can exist and do an action and do something to connect to Hashem. My very existence on my body is an ice, is a sign on, my, on myself of my connection to Hashem. So even when I'm not performing a mitzvah, he remembered the bris milah. Our very existence, ani avdecha, I am an evid, I know avda the kudshavrichu. My essence can connect to Hashem. Even when not performing a mitzvah, because my point, my whole essence is to serve Hashem. And he remembered the bris milah and David HaMelech is comforted. The bris milah is the deepest sign on our essence that we exist to be connected to Hashem. We have a sign on our body of our connection to Hashem. That's the mitzvah bris milah. Amalek once deny the connection of a human being to Hashem, specifically attacks bris milah. That mark on our physical body of our connection to Hashem, Amalek attacks bris milah, Haman's geyser against bris milah. You may find it interesting, I want to make a quote from Hitler Yamashimai. It says, Literally, it means Hashem makes me smarter than my enemies, but we can also interpret it from my enemies, I get smart. Could you listen to this line from Hitler, It is true, this is a quote, It is true we are barbarians. It is an honorable title to us. I am freeing humanity from a false vision called conscience and morality. The Jews have inflicted two wounds on mankind, circumcision on its body and consciousness on its soul. The war for world domination will be fought entirely between us, the Germans and the Jews. All eight else is a facade. And he attacks, fascinating again, bris milah. That mitzvah which attests to our connection to Hashem, bris milah. The mitzvah that attests that testifies an ice on our body, a sign on our body of Kirbis Hashem, remarkably, remarkably, Amalek in the Torah starts up with that mitzvah. Amalek's descendant Haman starts up with the mitzvah of Brismila. And all the way to the enemies today, the mitzvah of Brismila so angers that you dare have a sign on your body of your closeness to Hashem, that you dare have that sign we want to create what? Hashem's there. What are you talking about? The mitzvah of bris milah, that mitzvah. It's fascinating that bris milah is known sasain is milah. That expression, joy, is bris milah. There's a tremendous connection between bris milah and joy. The tremendous joy that we could have a connection to Hashem. It, the tremendous Yismach Leib Mivakshay Hashem. 
There's a tremendous association, bris milah. Chazal tell us the reason bris milah is on the eighth day is because we know, we all know that in the Torah, the first seven days a child is born, husband and wife are not permitted to each other. For seven days, it's in Parshas Tazria, for seven days after a child's born. Says Chazal, the reason Brismil is on the eighth day is we don't want the parents to be sad. Since they're forbidden to each other, Bishasta Brismila should be a time of happiness. There's a tremendous connection between bris milah and happiness. The Pasuk, I have a tremendous joy for the commands of Hashem. Like somebody who found a tremendous booty, a tremendous wealth, says Chazal, that's referring to bris milah. That's referring to the bris, that sasain is milah. Joy is milah. This tremendous joy that belongs to a person who's connected to Hashem. His actions have purpose. His actions have relationship. The deepest want of every single human being to connect. To connect and to relate. That's to connect, to form, to form the ultimate bond in the world that we want with our Creator. It's the deepest want of every human being. They'll try many things to still this loneliness, but the deepest want to form a connection to our Creator is the bris mila announces and causes a tremendous joy to the person. It comforted David HaMelech at the time he wasn't Isaac in a mitzvah. That there's an essence, there's a relationship there that, that goes past the bris mila, that goes past the mitzvahs. Certainly we have actions of mitzvahs, but the essence of the Yid, the connection to Hashem, is the ice on our body. And the enemies who don't want a Yid to announce his mission, they'll specifically attack bris milah. Time and time again, they'll attack the mitzvah of bris milah. So I wanted to share that with the Hebrew. I want to continue on to talk, about, to talk about Amalek, that who did Amalek attack? They attacked the bris milah. But they attack the stragglers behind us. They attack that Amalek couldn't get in. We were surrounded by the Anane Yaakovid. And Amalek couldn't start, they couldn't get in. So they attacked. There were people that were outside of the Anane Yaakovid. They had spoken Lush and Hara. They, and they were kicked out of the Machna. They had Saras. And Amalek attacked those people. And then the Pasuk says, the attack on the Yid is lack of Yira Shemaim. They didn't fear heaven. They didn't fear heaven. They were attacking us. Understand the attack on us was an attack on Hashem. The reason they attacked us was to attack the possibility of a connection to Hashem. That people, which is designed to show that a person can connect and be close to Hashem, was purposely attacked. And the attack on us is called V'loyari Elikim, is Echsarin in Yerushalayim. Amalek did not fear Hashem. This is how Rashi translates the Psukim. They attacked us purposely in an act of not fearing Hashem to show a person cannot connect to Hashem. That was the purpose of attacking us. That's what Amalek did. Then we close out. When Hashem gives you Eretz Yisroel, in the land that Hashem gave you as an inheritance to give it over, at that point, you have a mitzvah, the rice of 
knocking out Amalek, mitach sashamayim loy tishkach. So that is the psukim and the mitzvah, the raisa we're going to keep. It's interesting, Chevra, we've been attacked a lot over our history. There's been no shortage of enemies. And fascinating that we hold such a disdain for Amalek. Mitzrayim beat us up and killed our children. We're not mitzvah all the years to hate Mitzrayim. It's interesting. We do not have, you don't find that tzivuy. Not only don't, don't you find the tzivuy to hate Mitzrayim, it says leisisai of Mitzri. It's actually a chi of not to hate a Mitzri. You lived in his land. They were not a very gracious host, my friend. They pounded us and killed our children, took away our wives' horrible stuff they did, Mitzrayim. Yet we don't really save much hatred towards Mitzrayim. And typically we've been pushed and beaten and knocked. We've taken our blows, the Yidden. But there's one people that we very much save a tremendous Hate, uh, literally in anger towards, don't ever forget what Amalek did to us. Don't ever forget it. What is this that we have? It's such an interesting mitzvah. On Kirov seminars, I doubt they teach this one. This one's like a complicated one. We're such a friendly, kind, forgiving people. And here is one people that we don't forget what they did. It was a targeted attack on our very mission. And it was a targeted attack on Hashem and that we don't forgive. Our thoughts on people who started up with us and weren't thinking about Hashem. I hear, I hear. We're allowed to be angry, but that's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is remember Amalek. That nation whose very purpose was was to destroy awareness of Hashem, destroy the sense, the possibility of a connection to Hashem. That people, who that was their point, so remember what they did to us. Always remember Certainly today, we don't know any Amalekim to start up with. But what Amalek brought, the sense of things are just karcha, just coincidences. Things happen, there's no hashkacha. We attack by seeing Yad Hashem. Today we fight Amalek by the opposite. They, they love doubt and uncertainty. And we live in a world where we see Hashem in our lives. We see Hashem, we experience Hashkachas Hashem all the time. We experience the Yad Hashem in our lives. Specifically on the Chag of Purim. That we're working hard, Metoich the Hester, Metoich Hashem hiding to see Hashkachas Hashem. That is the very war that we wage on Amalek. That people that showed total coincidence, we see the Yad Hashem. One of the areas it says that allows Amalek to come, one of the writings that allows Amalek to come, we're going to read the parsha of remembering Amalek this Shabbos. It's from Parshas Kiseitze. It's the last three psukim in Parshas Kiseitze. It would be Kedai. We're not going to read this on Shabbos, but the story before Kiseitze, right before Kiseitze, is to be honest in business. Don't have faulty weights. Right before the parish of Amalek, it speaks about honesty in business, and then it speaks about Amalek. Says Rashi, Rashi brings a chazal, I'll read the Rashi, If you lie with measurements, you cheat in business, in weights, if your business is not ethical, then be afraid of Amalek. The arrows of Amalek come when we're not ethical in business. 
and he brings a pasuk in Mishlei, Ma'azne Mirma, cheating scales, Tayeva Sashem is disgusting to God. And then the next pasuk is Ba Zadin Vayavai Kalin. The Zadin comes and disgrace comes in its wake. Says Rashi brings a Chazal that what brings Amalek is cheating in business. I want to say that Amalek's about doubt, denying Hashem's existence, denying Ashkachas Hashem. What defeats Amalek is clarity, is truth. There's a Hashem, seeing the Ashkachas Hashem. One of the greatest places that we can show Hashem runs the world is by being honest in business. People love saying things of Emunah. Emir Tzashem, Be'ezri Tzashem, wow, you're so from, you have faith. And people love throwing around Emunah. And it's thrown around liberally. One of the great places we get to prove that we're maminim is when we're, honesty, when, it, when we're honest when it comes to money. In the most practical, pressured place of our life, a guy can announce Emuna all day, and then it comes down to the dollar in his wallet, comes down to feeding his children, comes down to paying his mortgage. Now you're in the nitty-gritty of life, in the most pressured but mundane area in life, do you have emuna? Do you have faith? Does Hashem run the world? Does He control? Do you have to follow His dictates? And in that place is the most time to show you real emuna. Deal with honesty. Deal with honesty. A dollar that you deserve, you take. A dollar you don't, you don't take. Emuna. When we're not faithful, when we don't show that type of emuna, and we cheat in business, that gives seeds, that allows the power of Amalek to come in, to creep in. If we're shakarta, if we're dishonest bimidais, so then we have to be afraid of Amalek. We have to be afraid of that, those people whose very point is to show, I don't know, there's not a Hashem, there's not absolute, there's not rules, there's not the Ashkocha. My Rebbe, in all the years that I was Zeichel to learn by him for nine years, the two topics he spoke about most, these were the two, by far, you know, it's funny when you're, when you're in Chinuch, you think we, we get together every single day, Baruch Hashem, we learn Torah for an hour. And we talk, we talk and talk. You don't get to teach that many things. If you'll go back to Rebbeim you have, they represent a couple of ideas. I'm always fascinated in Avos. I'm always fascinated in Avos. It quotes the greats and it says, that, that's it, that's it, we'll have it, No? Thank you so much, Jonathan. I'm always fascinated in Avos. Here you have big rabbeim who taught for years and it quotes one statement from them. Each, all these different greats. Yehuda ben Taboi said, and he said one statement. That's all he said? So like, they, if you look, they say three statements. That's all he said? Really? He taught his whole life, Tyra. <laughs> and it says, Nitai Arbeli said, keep away from a bad... Neighbor, don't attach to a rush and don't give up from punishments. Hashem punishes. That's all. Those. <laughs> he, he didn't teach Baba Kamba, Mitzvah, Basran, and Zvachim, and Menach. He probably said a lot of Shirim. You will see in your own life when you remember Rebbeim, they get to say about two things. They say a lot, but what they're saying, what they're teaching, what they're giving over, as, he is, as there's usually a couple of things what they're giving over. And as I, my Rebbe, I heard years, I sat in shmuzim like this for three, four years by him. 
I, the two things, he said it in many ways, as he should, and he said many other things, but the two things he told us were emuna, faith in Hashem, real faith, but real, practical faith. Rav Nassim Svi Finkel, the Rashiva of the Mir, described real faith. He said, did you ever have a mushy pillow that you take your head and you mamish like mush in there and you're so comfortable. He described the moon and Hashem like a mushy pillow. If you have a cover, you could just like warm up in a cold night. And he described faith as such a practical, real thing. And my Rebbe spoke about emuna and honesty in business. That's what he spoke about, those two things. Which aren't two things at all. It's one sugya. He's hammered away day and night, be honest in business. Be straight. Be straight, be honest. You'll have many temptations and many moments and many rationalizations. Be completely honest in business. Straight up, Erlach. What we called Erlach and Emunah, faith in Hashem. Those are the two topics he spoke about. How fascinating that Amalek, Amalek that strives to attack Brismila, the sign on our bodies of loyalty to Hashem, of connection to Hashem, of people whose essence is to show that Hashem's involved, Hashem runs the world. I can connect to Hashem. And what brings on Amalek, he who attacks this connection, is cheating in business, is dishonesty. Person's not being straight. The person's dishonest. I have seen guys in yeshiva, I have seen a youngster, he, you can make money, I could, you could do a lot of things. But is that the right thing? Is that the right thing? Don't sell out. Don't sell anything. He'll sell anything to hurt other people, but it makes him money. But it makes him money. Don't sell out when it comes to money. That's the best place. Show emuna. Show faith. Do what's right and do what's true. This is what I want to say to the Hebrew that we're going to read this parish of Samalik. I want to call to us all. We're at ages before we're involved in business, at least most of us. are not yet involved in Parnas and business. When you read about the parish of Amalek, what draws on this corrupt, this horrible people, what draws, this, what draws them on is dishonesty in business. What's mirachic, what distances Amalek more than any other distance is when a person shows honesty in business. When a person's honest, that's our best and most <coughs> profound place to show emuna. I've quoted the Messiah Sisharim many, many times. And the Messiah Sisharim says that there are people who are from in every branch of Hasidus. They're so close to Hashem. And then when it comes to money, they're not mischastim. They drop it all. Well, all of a sudden it comes to money, they're barely from never. I grew up in a home, my father on money matters is so careful. If we went to a zoo and one of us was eight, he didn't say we were seven, we were eight. And if it costs more being eight, so be it. It's not, if that's what an eight-year-old pays. One was just 13 and anybody under 13 and they're short. You pay the 13-year-old amount, honesty. There's Hashem, there's a Rabbi Shalom, there's truth, and there's MS, and there's a dollar that he says you can take, and a dollar he says you can't take, and only take the one he said you can take. It's a tremendous time to show real practical amuna in every ear in your life. There are people who wonder about their own children. Their amuna is, is, is weak. But that same kid, when they went to the circus or the zoo or many other things, they say, he's under, he's under. And then you wonder, your kids don't have emunah, don't have faith. 
And then you wonder, and then you wonder. You paid lip service to faith, but when it came to money, so in your world, Amalek is suffolk, Amalek is doubt, Amalek is chance. Chance thrives in such a world. If you want to know the breeding grounds for chance, the breeding grounds for chance are when we're dishonest in business. Amalek thrives in such conditions. You know, every animal, I talk to Yisrael Mayer, is very into animals. Every animal has its area, its place, where its topography, where it thrives. There's a, if you ever study animal, there's a word that's a huge, will be the word of the day. I could barely pronounce the word. I'm going to need help from Aryeh Barnett, maybe I'll yo, Gutmacher, the big, ba, the, you know, the Balei Kishon amongst us. I'm going to need help. There's a word, if you ever study animals, this word is huge. Me and Yisrael Meir, he knows the word. I can't say it. How do you say indigenous? Did I say that right? Wow. Say the word, Chavir, indigenous. What does that mean? Elio, only Elio Gutmach, look on your smartphone, indigenous. What does it mean? You could talk to your guy, I think. It's a she. And then read it out to indigenous. You know that word, right? Yeah, in a tongue? Ah, Elio, Zagibber. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Biggs. You have it, Elio? Loud and clear, indigenous. Originating or occurring naturally in a particular place or nation. Good. Indigenous means some animal that's indigenous to this place. This is its place where it can flourish and grow. So you have animals, in, whenever you study animals and you'll run into this word indigenous, even when you study people, certain people are created by certain environments. So a people is indigenous to this place, this is where they flourished. This place allowed, things have places where they flourish better. Amalek, this, this vile people called Amalek that denies the certainty of Hashem, where do they flourish? What is, the, what is the environment that allows them to flourish is dishonesty in business. Isn't that fascinating? When there's dishonesty in business, then it flourishes a world of Amalek. Then you have to be afraid. That's when Amalek attacks and comes in. And when there's such practical, real faith, a belief Hashem sees, Hashem knows, His laws apply, what he, what's supposed to, what he wants for me, I take. He doesn't want me, I don't take. In such a world, you don't have to worry about Giri Ayiv, you're safe from the arrows of Amalek, from that threat of Amalek. So what's indigenous to Amalek, what really allows the world of Amalek is Shakarta Bamidus, is dishonesty at business. Then, oh, Amalek comes flying in. All the dishonesty of Amalek comes flying in. So I wanted to share this part. I felt specifically, I was Zaychet to be this week at a bris milah. I always enjoy and appreciate that mitzvah of bris milah, the ice on our body, to bring a child into this beautiful mitzvah that's so connected to joy. The great joy. Because the connection to Hashem. Well, we said the reason it's the eighth day is the parents shouldn't be sad. And it's called Sasain. In Chazal, Sasain Zumila. Another name for Sasain is, another name of Sasain means Mila. The connection to joy is that a person is connected. His actions count and matter. There's purpose. There's absolutes. A tremendous joy. 
Ein Simcha. What's the greatest joy in the world, Chazal say? Ein Simcha. Katara Sasfekus. To answer up Safek. Amalek equals Safek. Doubt, uncertainty, no absolutes. The greatest joy is there are absolutes. Don't ever listen. Somebody says there is no good, no bad, there's no ab- there's absolute sheker. It's called Torah. Now, Rabbi, say, understand. Yeah, good, Aaron. Now, understand, 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 Chevra, now. With this, we can give it Teretz now. Now, let's backtrack. What was the bracha on destroying Amalek? We're going to read, remember what Amalek did. Isn't it interesting and unusual bracha, what we started this whole share with? Rabbi say, you'll notice, what's the bracha destroying Amalek? Amalek's no absolutes, no, no certainty. That's their attack on the people who have a mark on their body of connection to the absolute. And Amalek, we're, let's read the line again. Can we have that line, the quote from Hitler, Yemashwe? Now you listen to the bracha on the destruction of Hitler. This is remarkable. Again, this, let's, read, let's read Amalek's quote. It is true we are barbarians. Barbarians. It is an honorable title to us. I am freeing humanity from a false vision called conscience and morality. The Jews have inflicted two wounds on mankind, circumcision on its body and conscience on its soul. The war, the war for world domination will be fought entirely between us, the Germans and the Jews. All else is a facade. What's the bracha on the destruction of, the, of, of Hitler, Yemach Shemay V'Zichrei, of Amalek, of Haman? Asher bachar banu mikol ha'amim v'nas amanu es tairasai. You chose us from all the nations and you handed us a tair. The safer of absolute, the absolute chachmas Hashem, the absolute laws of Hashem, the absolute laws of good and bad, the absolute truths and false that exist, that's called Torah. And the bracha on the destruction of Amalek is thank you Hashem that chose us from all the nations and handed us a Torah and gave us a Torah's emes. The bracha after you finish, shanas alanu Torah's emes. The bracha after Amalek is You gave us the Torah that's truth. And eternal life you implanted inside of us. We have the capacity for eternity. We have the capacity for absolute. The simple thing, eternal life it's called eternal life. It's only for a second, but when it's connected, connected to eternity, it's eternal. It's connected to Hashem. Eternal life, Hashem. It might be my favorite words that we say in all of davening. Eternal life you implanted. We can connect to Hashem. We can connect to the eternal one. We can connect, which means eternity. We could do things of eternity. Mitzvah, Torah, service of Hashem. Amalek severs eternity. There's no connection to the eternal one and there is no eternity. And we have eternity. We have a connection to the eternal. And the bracha after remembering Amalek is Ashenas Allah Nutaras Emes, the Chaye Oilam Natabasechen, Barachato Hashem, Noisenatayra. Remarkable, remarkable. It's a precious mitzvah, the Shabbos Kodesh, we all have. 
a precious opportunity, I think it's Kedai to think about. Amalek, Amalek lives, Rabbi say. Don't, don't ever fool yourself. Amalek lives. Amalek lives very, very strongly. It's amazing, Hevra, that Yidin is such an emotional topic in the world. I looked up with a group of Bachrim. There's a, there's a, there's a group in, there's a group that, the UN, United Nations, and they govern the world. Do you know more than, they make resolutions when they get together and censure, they rip a certain country for doing misdeeds. It's called censures. And they make these resolutions. There's no ramification or impact, except the countries of the world have, have spoken as one, this is bad. Do you know more than half their censures have been on Israel in their existence? What are they so busy with what it's a we're a tiny country. There's a world of Iran, there's a world of China, a world of a whole bunch of misdeeds. More than half their censures, their votes to knock a country, more than half is on a tiny little country in the world. The world's busy with the Yid, is extremely busy with the Yid. And there's still echoes of Amalek. They understand that a Yid announces a Kesher Tashem. It's very inspiring and uplifting, but it's also very scary and demanding. It means there's absolute. It means there's true and false. It means there's good and bad. And, there's, and don't listen, chas v'shalom. It's echoes of Amalek for anybody to say different. is is corruption, is utter corruption. There is absolute good and bad. There's absolute right and wrong. It's called our Torah. There's truth and false. Amalek doesn't want that. That's way too demanding. Now, it's a very sad life, Amalek, because there's no eternity either. There's no connection to the eternal. There's a tremendous joy, and we... We stand poised to, to remember Amalek and to jump into a yamtiv of, of Purim. I want to say, Hevra, that I have such geschmack that Purim is such a physical chag. We drink and we party. It's such a physical yamtiv. And I think it's so cool, Rabbi. And I want you all to hear this. It shocks people, Purim getting drunk, and there's a lot to say about it. There's a lot written about this. What I'm about to say is not the only understanding, but if you understand Amalek better, you'll appreciate it better. We're so physical, Purim. It's like so strange. We drink and we eat and we party. So physical. But I want to say that Amalek denies that in this world of physical we can connect to Hashem. That's Amalek. And they want to separate the physical. And we, our whole yamtiv surrounds, give shalachmanis, kishmaka gifts, drink yayin, party. The whole yamtiv are mitzvahs that are so physical. That are so, and that's so cool that Amalek, that denies in our physical world the connection to Hashem. And we, the people who have a bris on our most physical part of our body, the part of the body that is the most physical, that produces physicality. That part of our body that produces physical, that creates in the physical world, announces our connection to Hashem. And the day we celebrate the downfall of Amalek, we're very, very physical, and that itself becomes a connection to Hashem. In the physical, through the physical, with the physical, we're doing Tzivay Hashem, we're doing Ratzon Hashem. 
So it sheds a lot of light on the way we celebrate on Purim when we just think that a little more context about what brought it on. I want to share more. I don't want to stop right now, but I do want to have a song. I want a song. We won't. I'm asking, and I thank that we're fortunate Fabi Barkani is here. I appreciate it. I would like, I would like to hear that Purim song. Do, can we do that Purim song once again? Is, is he, Jonathan's here, and Zeb, you see it beautifully. Put on film for this. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Do you have a guitar here? What were the four things Haman tried to take away from us? Mila was one. Yikar is Tfilin. La Yehuda Ikara, the four things he tried to take away but didn't succeed. La Yehuda Torah, he banished Limara Torah. La Yehuda we have Torah. La Yehuda is Shabbos and Yamtiv, he banned Shabbos and Yamtivs. Semcha, Sasain is Mila, he banned Mila, we have Mila, and Yikar is Tfilin. Is tefillin on Purim? We wear tefillin on Purim. We wear tefillin. So certainly, a song about Purim should be sung with tefillin. Don't leave me, Yoks. I want you to hear more time. What? Why am I not wearing Philip? It's my fault. Fergie, get right here. Fergie, get right here. Why you gotta be like that? Gosh, everyone's singing. Fat.
Obviously, we're going to continue this song. We're going to get to Dave. I want to say like this, Chavra. And this song, everything's Hashkacha, and they composed this song this year. They nailed it. I want to explain the Oymik of Jonathan and Zevi, and then we have to sing the song more. Please listen, Rabbi say. There are people wondering what Purim's going to look like this year, and it's a legitimate concern, and I promise, I understand. All of us are used to a certain type of Purim celebration, certain type of parties. The Lakewood Yeshiva, for the first time in 80 years, canceled their Mesiba. And people are feeling that Purim is what's going to be, what's going to be. And I totally understand. We have a certain Simchas Torah picture of how Simchas Torah looks, a picture of how our Pesach looks, a picture of how our Hanukkah looks. I want the guys to please be sophisticated, Avdei Hashem. We have received Purim in all different conditions in our lives. Purim is coming and Purim will be here like every year. And the message of Purim runs well beyond any conditions. We're human, we like a certain part, and we'll figure out how to celebrate Purim. I don't know where, how, but I know the message of Purim, the mitzvahs of Purim are there and real, and we'll celebrate it hard and strongly. Purim has broken through all the conditions of our life. Pesach, Purim, Sukkish, Wustachagim, their messages, their mitzvahs are real. All through your life, you're going to have different conditions. One year, Simchas Torah, you might be in the hospital with your wife. She's giving birth to a child. Anybody here, so it's not Simchas, you will dance in that hospital room to celebrate Goyim Rishel Torah. One of us is going to be there one year, Simchas Torah, so it's not Simchas Torah now? There will be Simchas Torah in its full glory under those conditions, under those conditions. What we went on, we went through a period of Zoom. It's funny, today to go back to Zoom, I'm, I have a text today, a long text. Somebody has a Zoom program in Lakewood. Sounds amazing. Sunday nights. He wants to know if I'll Zoom with this Hevra. And I'm very tempted. It sounds beautiful. It sounds like a tremendous Kiddush Shemaim. And I think I'll do it. But I have like Zooming when you're dealing in person, when I could hug Viggy. Like to go back to Zoom feels scary. It's a little like you sent, like you tell a guy, go to Siberia. If you sent to Siberia, so you do great in Siberia. But if I could if I could see Viggy and Lamb, if I, Mel is, comes every day, this beautiful Yid comes and I get to learn with you. Did you think I want to go back? I could manage be, I could give him a hug and then we study and then hug and say goodbye. You think I want to go back to see him on a Zoom? <laughs> no, no, God forfend. No, I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. I want to be in person with him. Lemais, what we learned by Zoom, while we were on Zoom, it was one of the most glorious stages of my life. It was incredible. The warmth, the, the connection to Hashem, the year of Shemayim, we were... We were we, to tremendous. Each situation of our life, learn to serve Hashem and learn to hear what's being said to you in that situation. Today is not a Zoom day today. Today we can be in person. When that's what we have, so that's what we'll celebrate. Purim comes when one day you're on top of the world, Purim talks to you. You're going through a hardship in your life. Purim has what to say to you. 
at the heart, it's not like you're not, at, well, in a certain mood, that year, when, when there's a year in your life, one of your kids is going through something, Purim has what to say to you then. And the celebration of Purim, and the connection, and the message, and the mitzvah. Purim breaks down barriers. Purim's coming this year also. So I happen to like that they made a song. I get so, like, nervous, and when people, what's going to be? What's going to be? Purim's going to be. It, with its full, fiery message. How am I going to celebrate? I, I, I hear, I hear, I hear. I'm going to celebrate it in the way, under the conditions that I have. But it will come. It will come hard, and, and it will be celebrated. It will be connected to, and good. Is it going to be a different than a different year? Okay, so because it has its message for this year. It probably should be celebrated different. But the message, the mitzvahs, the power of the day is certainly coming. Please tell the guys it's coming again. Let's go. Sing this for the world. It's such hashkacha. You made up this song. Now the world needs to hear this. Say it again.
Rabbi Isai, it's a schos for us. There's a year who's been mechanic, many, many b'nei Taira, who's here in the yeshiva. We greet with music. Second Seder will begin shortly. But before we close out, Musavad, we're going to do a couple of songs for Abdevidowitz. Shlita, come, come, let's go. Arya, let's go.
Take it off. I mean, take it off. You're telling him to take it off. Yeah. First, give him the cap. First, he has to face reality. Hey! Give him my hat. Give him my hat. Give him my hat. Get the lyrics on the screen. Cap! This is my hat. This is a serious Johnny. Johnny. Woo! Johnny, let's go.
When we started the yeshiva, the first meeting ever, the yeshiva, I brought a tape into the meeting. I asked my wife if I could play it. It was the first meeting we're ever having about this masifta. I brought a tape recorder and a tape, and I wanted to play the words. It's going that's 13 years ago. It's our bar mitzvah. And I wanted to play the song, the words, Reb Nachman of Breslin. You can believe we can destroy Tamin Shashalatakan, believe we can build. If you have imagine a person gets a gorgeous car and all they have is anxiety can get crashed. How tragic that would be. If you're worried it can get crashed means you have a spanking new car that you can fly around with. Be excited that you have a beautiful car. Be careful not to crash it. And I felt the energy of Chenuch is so much of Charlotte Kalkil. It's so dangerous, a crazy world. It's an amazing world. We could we could be Mikadashem Shemaim Afshalut Taken. I wanted the whole energy of the yeshiva to be Afshalut Taken. 
a world of it's possible to connect to Hashem, this world, the anti-Amalek world, the Charlotte Taken. So these were the words. Zevi composed the song, and these are, I never played it at the first meeting, I brought the tape. My wife told me not to play it, don't let them know you're crazy, they won't join you, the rebellion, so I didn't play it. But I brought the tape and the tape recorder and figured that if there was a moment there I'd play it, I didn't. I listened to my mishpacha, Baruch Hashem. But Zebi wrote these words, let's go Zebi. Where's the tape for that? <laughs> it's a good question. I probably have it. I have a drew of blood. Still on that, Still, it's still in that soup pocket. Let's get the second Seder. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs>